Hey everybody, Dustin Bones here, and welcome to the Guns and Radio Podcast. Today, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, because once again, we're not going to make our deadline for Sunday, but that's just, you know, that's how it goes, especially in the summertime. Work starts to get a little unpredictable for both of us, so unfortunately, we are not going to make our Monday deadline, but we've still got a great episode for you today, and we got another great episode coming up later on this week i'm gonna say around wednesday night to thursday is when we're hoping to have it out and what you can expect to hear later this week is we've got a band that's going to be joining us on guns and radio for the very first time to promote their music we're going to be talking to them plus we're actually going to watch a music video with the band and i'm going to tell you right now uh, if you like it when we have other artists and stuff profiled on this show besides Guns N' Roses, I think you're going to enjoy this band as well um, because their music videos are high quality. And I don't want to give too much away right now, but um, you'll have to tune in for the next episode to see that. And of course, we're going to actually review the song Carolina by Slash, and we're looking forward to that also all in one good episode. But today... What we're going to do for our placeholder for now is uh, we're going to take a look back at a collection of Slash reviews and other things. We've got some other surprises wrapped up in this uh, wrapped up in this episode, so it's not all reviews. There's going to be some other surprises peppered in all throughout, including uh, some never-before-heard audio or uh, and video, by the way, never-before-seen video for several of these reviews that you're going to see today and never heard before uh played audio and video from um a time we spent with our good old pal third man dan back in the day a segment that never aired that's going to be airing here for the very first time so you're getting a pretty good bit of new content in this uh collection episode so hopefully you'll enjoy that and be sure to come back later on this week because we definitely want to thank you for your support and thank you for being here. And with that, I'm going to hit play and let's get started with this collection episode of the Guns and Radio podcast. This is number 220. Picture of the clearly Canadian bottle from the uh, from the from the grocery store. We were grocery shopping the other day, and I saw a bottle of clearly Canadian. And I was like, uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send this to Caputo. And my girlfriend's <laughs> like, I wonder why this guy doesn't hate you yet. And I was like, <laughs> I ask myself this all the time. I don't, I don't get it either. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Man. I don't care. Send me this shit. <laughs> I don't know. That's- Sparking water, shit like that. I've probably seen that somewhere before. I don't know. No, maybe not clearly Canadian, but something similar to that. You, you know what you call a Canadian postman? You call him Canada Post. <laughs> well, you 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 kind of stole my punchline there. <laughs> I mean, you got USPIS, we got CP, so <laughs> one's reliable. That's true. Much <laughs> can't guess which one. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. To the the people that don't live in the United States, I bet you can't guess which one. 
Is this Sebastian Bach? No, this is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia page, featuring Koshi Anaba. Who the fuck is Koshi Anaba? He's a Japanese singer. He's a vocalist for this Japanese rock duo band. It's B apostrophe Z. I don't know how the fuck you would pronounce that. It's just the ones that sing, Dan Dan Kokoraji Karateku. The Dragon I... Ball Z. Like, that was Dragon Ball GT. Uh, Dragon Ball Z was, uh, Chara! Hey, Chara! I don't know, but apparently this B... Bizu? I guess in Japanese you pronounce it Bizu. I'm trying to look, because I'm like on Wikipedia right now looking at this. Let's... Oh, throw that in Google Translate real quick and see what comes up. B... His name. Bizu. Oh, Koshinaba? Yeah. In Google Translate, hang on. Let's see what comes up. Hey, hey, hey. If it comes out as hey, 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 I'm going to laugh my ass off. We're having fun tonight, folks. Okay? We're doing our I'm best. I'm going to throw Just says, hang on. No, now it's, it, if you go to English, just one word. <laughs> oh, it just changes I, it to one word? Yeah, so it's all one word. Or if you put his first name, Koshi, K-O-S-H-I, it translates to waste. <laughs> wow. And then Inaba. No, nothing for Inaba. So I guess, I don't know. Okay, waste. you see, waste is what we've done in this episode for 37 yeah. minutes. <laughs> but, it, but this one is spelled W-A-I-S-T. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Oh, this is going in our top 10 greatest episodes. We'll replay this whole episode as oh, yeah, our this best is season, of three. season three. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's all the Japanese version is, by the way. It's just three minutes of hey, hey, hey. Yeah. It was written by Izzy Stradlin. No, this one was like... I was kidding because all he said was hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he would probably say something about going, get, going to get the ball, y'all. <laughs> well, go get the goddamn ball then, I guess. Get the ball, bitch. boy. Get the fucking ball, you piece of crap. <laughs> you listen here. <laughs> it's well, Clint Eastwood? Steve Austin, and I'm going to tell you something, boy. All right, first thing you're going to do, you're going to get up off your ass. What? You're what? gonna go get a love fucking job. What? What? <laughs> then you're gonna have a little money coming in. What? What? And then what? you're gonna take that money down to the gas station and buy Stone Cold a six pack of Budweiser. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> it's actually a, a six pack of Steve Weiser, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and you take that stack of dimes. And I will drop you on that stack of times you call a fucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we're not high, folks. Probably not should yet. be. <laughs> Enjoy the mediocre Stone Cold impersonations. <laughs> we try. We hope you are. <laughs> Did he say Carol Baskin? No, hang on. I think it's the classic dancer sign. 
or something. Oh. Like, I'll have the lyrics here. If you want to, we'll get into that right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in just a second. Mm-hmm. Let's let's play a little bit. Let's at least get to the chorus. some lyrics because i gotta be honest i haven't been paying that much of good attention but i do oh. like what i've heard so far i will say. yeah like instrumentally it's a great fucking slash riff but like i don't know lyrically we'll let, we'll get into it vocally right i'm enjoying it also i like yeah. this kids vocals yeah so this english version here uh noises from the street stains on the wall secretly meeting behind it all voices from the heart heat on the velvet skin classic dancer sign lighting up the sky what has any of this got to do with the Sahara? I don't know. Unless like, it's like a mirage or something. <laughs> Maybe. Let's find out. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into more lyrics after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that he's saying or do you have the Japanese lyrics translated into English no this is the English version lyrics I tried doing that but it wouldn't translate properly or if it did it just doesn't make fucking sense okay Still say this guy sounds like uh, Sebastian Bach. A little bit, yeah. I mean, he isn't like. We'll see when he hit if he hits like some high notes or something. If he's like, then it'd be like, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read you the English translation and tell oh, the me, Japanese version. Yeah. All right. We'll see how close it is. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna start the first verse. So give me give me the first uh, couple of lines of the first verse. So it's noises from the street, stains on the wall, secretly meeting behind it all. Okay, in Japanese, we got your teeth a little crookedy aligned <laughs> and your sticking touch. The light of the big sign in the outside of window of the window I was looking at. What the fuck? <laughs> so give me the next line. Uh, after that, let's see. Voices from the heart, heat on the velvet skin, classic dancer sign lighting up the sky. And that would be... Uh, sorry, I don't remember anything about you. Mm-hmm. I've been gone away and this and that. Tonight, somehow, I'm more thirsty than usual. Oh, wow. This guy's horny fucking this is the Japanese version. Yeah. Before the dawn, you fell asleep. I was surely you, not me. Mm-hmm. It was surely you, not me. 
with uh, lots of glib words having carried away being clumsy. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. So, like, the one thing that stuck, that still stuck, I guess, the line about, sorry, I don't remember anything about you. Okay, so that's I've got this. carried over. That carried over. Well, it does, because yeah. in parentheses it says about you. Yeah, like that carried over into the English version. Uh, covered with sand, this and that. A red hot wind is blowing inside my mind. Yeah, I think if like, you're doing like that, it's more of like a literal translation. But like with the English version, I guess it's, you know, sort they've, of they've getting the whole meaning. The... Yeah, it's harmonized more. I guess they do like localize it more. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of thing when, like, I, I don't know if, like, you know, video games coming from Japan to, like, even North America, they, like, localize it, make it Americanized, you know. Well, at least with it being called Sahara and the line Red Hot Wind is blowing inside of my mind, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? At least there's Sahara references in this version. We'll see as mm-hmm. the English version goes on. I can kind of put that together and see mm-hmm. what the fuck he's talking about. It's true. Come on. Well, a hip hop, a hippie to the hippie to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang boogie. Set up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie the beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. See, I am Wonder Mike. Okay, so it goes like this, like breakdown kind of right for the solo. Interesting. Maybe. I'm enjoying this part. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, even though I'm rapping over it and fucking yeah. it for everybody else. I mean, yeah, it's like a rock hip-hop beat right there. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Christian Gray? Slash solo man. Oh progression of the at the end there was like i only want to save my soul that part mm-hmm. was very uh japanese anime intro oh or yeah outro. <laughs> yeah now that you bring it up definitely i'm gonna play that one little piece again yeah. 
Made me think of like an anime intro right there. That little yeah, part. kind of. All right. Well, it's uh, we've done it now. Sahara's in the rearview mirror. So hell yeah, um, man! The first single from the Slash and Friends album, at least in Japan, it was. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, what'd you think of it? You know what? I haven't heard this song in a while. Like, probably since this album released, like, over 10 years ago, to be honest. Like, it's what I've never, like, really cared for. Maybe because, like, I always, like, it was, like, the Japanese, like, vocals, whatever, were on, um, I think were on the original album. And so, like, I just was like, oh, whatever, it's the same song in English. Don't really care for it. But now that I'm actually, now I actually, like, sit down, listen to it, and, like, actually give it some analysis and thought, it's actually not a bad song. It's, like, a really... It's a, it's just a typical slash song to me, really. Like the riff, it's a catchy riff, um, cool little progression there in the middle where it's just all drums for a few seconds. Then that solo hits and it's Chef's Kiss right there. Like it, it's still a pretty good song, but to me, it's just like it's just like by the numbers, by the book slash kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, like it's good. I'll definitely listen to it here and there again. It's not one I would go out of my way and be like, go and like listen to this or if it comes on shuffle like if i'm on like a playlist and it's on shuffle i'd be like oh no i gotta listen to this song i'll probably listen like two minutes of it and be like okay moving on um with that in mind though it's still good uh three and a half out of five for me i'm in the same ballpark i liked it i thought the vocals were really good hell i thought uh the damn i didn't think the lyrics were all that bad i mean i've seen worse yeah and uh i really like this singer because this singer, he's got that Sebastian Bach kind of like voice, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, which that Axl Rose, man, that Axl Rose high pitch fucking vocals just complements Slash so well. Uh, I mean, you can't really go wrong with it with a high singer and Slash on guitar. I mean, it's kind of hard to fuck that up. So mm-hmm. this... Uh, this I think this did it for me. I don't know if I'd give it three and a half, but I'd definitely give it three... Mm-hmm. three stars i did i did i didn't hate it i did like it yeah uh, i don't think it's really fair though to judge it too much let's play a little bit of the japanese version just to see i think we should play like maybe a minute or a minute and maybe just let's do about 30 seconds of the japanese version let's say get like the first verse and chorus and yeah and let's see how different it is and let's see if that makes a difference and then we'll come back to it okay yeah let's see. Well, let me get past the ad here here we go. <laughs> I don't know. This it almost sounds Spanish. like a completely different song. No, this, this is like, Japanese. This is the Japanese version. This is the Espanol version. They turned their uh, TV into SAP mode. Are you sure it says Japanese version? I, uh, I think this whoever uploads does not know their languages or is a fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just confusing fucking everyone's culture. I don't know, man. It sounded pretty Japanese to me. It's all Greek to me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now this has anime vibes. Yeah. One English line. Yeah. Anything about you? Yeah. Why, why would you have one English line, though? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I guess he couldn't, like, translate to Japanese would fit in the song. I don't know. This is this has anime opening all mm-hmm. written all over it. When all the good guys and bad guys are all, like, running like little kids and playing in a field and shit that don't make no fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> I try my best, especially at these fucking games, because like ninety percent of them, I feel miserably. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned games because we've actually got a game coming up next. Uh, our song of the day is called "The Truth." The truth. And so, in that, I have got a quiz here that I found off of magic.co.nz that's the rock and roll true rock and roll true or false quiz yeah there's 10 new zealand shout out to oceania oh yeah there's 10 questions here and uh i'm gonna ask the questions we'll let you guys play along at home with us and see if you know the answer and uh we'll have a little fun here what do you think let's do it baby all right let's do this (laughs) question number one bill haley Sold less than 10 million <coughs> records. This is Bill Haley of Bill Haley in the comments? Yes. Hmm. Were they that big in the... It was like the 60s, the 50s he was in? Um, I'd say probably the 60s. See, I think black and white TV is a lot older than it always turns out to be. Yeah, was there even like 10 million people on Earth in this? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Maybe not. I was gonna say, when did we hit a billion? <laughs> I don't know. When did we hit a billion? That's where we fucked up. We should have been killing people more often. Listen, Thanos was right, guys. Just gotta tell you, man. That's it. Keep it in half. Global warming wouldn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I I think there's some continents that are worse than others, but I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh. What continent is Russia in? Is that Asia? But I think it's Europe still because they still, I think they're still part of the European Union. Hmm. I think it's technically oh. Europe, even though they're basically like right above, you know, taking a nice shit on Asia. Poor Asia. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Bill Haley did he sell? He sold less than ten million records. Is I'm going to say true. You think that statement is true? Yeah. And that is false. He sold over 25 million. What the fuck? I haven't heard of this guy. Uh, Bill Haley. <clears throat> Bill Haley. Really? I heard like Bill Haley in the comments, but I haven't heard like any of his stuff. Hang on. <clears throat> He's got a song. Let me see here. Bill Haley. All right. So if he sold 25 million, then it means Elvis sold at least like 6 He's- trillion. Rockin' Round the Clock. See you oh, later, alligator. Song. Yeah, Rock Around the Clock. Shake, Isn't Rattle, it? and Row. Okay, I probably heard that one. Rip It Up. Yeah. I mean, some are not as well known as others. I mean, well, we built it up now. I guess I might as well. Hang on, let me get past the ad. We'll, we'll do a little uh, Bill Haley here, all right? 
Phil Haley, folks. Uh, wow, so he covered Richie Valens, seems like. No, no, that was Richie Valens. This was Bill Haley. Right. <laughs> Come on, man. Ah, uh, La Bamba never <laughs> dies, kids. Uh, Fats Domino had a passion for motor vehicles, almost greater than his love for music. Is this statement true or false? I don't know. Wasn't Fats Domino kind of like a big dude? Yeah. To... Fat guy in a little car. And a little dirt bike <laughs> on a pocket bike. Be, be like, uh, <laughs> looks like the big show getting out of a taxi cab. <laughs> it's like the big show getting out of a clown car. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the eighth person that comes up. It's like, oh, fuck. What do, you, like, what do you think, though? Did, did, did Fats Domino, was he a car guy like Jay Leno? Oh, I did see that. We were talking like stuff was like way before even both their times. I know, man. I didn't make the quiz. I just bootlegged it off the internet. So, oh man, you know what? I'm gonna go false. I'm gonna say false. Mm-hmm. That's right. His real passion was for cooking. Oh wow. Huh. Well, I mean, he was a big dude. So there you go. All, those All right. Went down Your next there. statement. Buddy Holly, that was mean. I ca- I just caught what you were saying. <laughs> what? That was mean. What you just said. Well, he was a fat ass, so I go. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> oh come on! Depends <laughs> what he's cooking. Come on, it's Fats Domino. It's a rock and roll legend here. Oh, he's a rock and roll legend, but still, <laughs> still bigger than Axl Rose. <laughs> uh, not bigger than Vince Neil. Uh, <laughs> he's right in between. <laughs> All right, here we go. Buddy Holly only ever had one number one song in the U.S. Buddy Holly. Mm. That's dude. Hmm. What a big thing. I remember, like his whole thing was like, hmm. Hey, baby, this is Buddy Holly. I'm the greatest of all time. There ain't nobody better, baby. You know, funky like a monkey. That's how Wait. Buddy Holly talked. Is it Buddy Holly or Dusty Rose? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Holly by Weezer. That didn't go number one, did it? <laughs> Actually, I really like that song. It's not terrible. I mean, like, Weezer has their moments, but... <laughs> eh, I could take or leave Weezer, but I do like that song. What do you yeah. think? Um, you only true. had one song. You think that's true? I think that's true. Because, like, I, I'm probably wrong, but who knows? It's hard to believe with all of the hits that Buddy only ever had one number one song in the U.S. And oh, it's, and I believe the song is called That'll Be the Day. I never heard that song. Yeah, I bet you it was probably after like he passed away. He had number one posthumously, pop, pop, whatever the fuck you pronounce that I, word. I, okay, look, I can read that word and know what it means, but I can't pronounce it. Yeah, it's like saying convenience, but then you track your spot at of convenience and you're putting like the eye all over the place. Yeah. I can never spell the word right. I've never heard this song. Let's see if we get a little sample of it here. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I guess uh, you know, I don't know. It's very similar to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, Barbie, Barbie, Bobby Darwin died at 36 years of age. 
How old was Bar- Bobby Darwin? Da- Bobby Darren. What the fuck? Did I say Darwin? Bobby Darren. Yeah. Charles Darwin. Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Jerk it <laughs> How old was Bobby Darren when he died? Was he 36? No, I think it was 69. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> nice. Nice. I said when he died, not how he died. Uh, oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, bad. Uh, I'm going to go false on this one. Go false? Yeah. Statistically speaking, if you don't know the answer, that's the wise way to go. Because there's like probably one number between one and a hundred. <laughs> and settling on this one number between one and a hundred doesn't have any, You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was false. He was 37. He, ah. He suffered uh, from poor health throughout his entire life because of uh, some kind of fever he had as a child. The fuck, do you have leprosy? I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> Google Maybe he had, it. Like, he had a friggin' COVID 45 or whatever. I don't know. He had the original COVID. Yeah. You know, polio. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish flu. <laughs> All right. Little Richard was an ordained minister, and he presided at the wedding of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. I, I'm pretty sure he actually... I know Little Richard, I'm pretty sure he is an ordained minister, but I don't know about the wedding. I need to point out, I can't see the answers. I don't know why I'm sitting here like letting you do it, uh, talk it all through, because I cannot see the answers. I think I have heard that Little Richard is an ordained minister. Yeah, I believe so too. I remember when he basically went clean. And yeah, like and he stopped, quit rock- know, like drugs and rock and roll and all the sex and shit. Yeah, he quit rock and roll altogether and just yeah, I remember preached he, toward the end of his life. I'm gonna lean towards true because I'm it's I'm pretty sure he is an ordained minister. Maybe he was there. The was. part that's getting me is the Bruce Willis and Demi Moore thing. Yeah, because I mean like. Well, he was still alive around then, Richard, so who knows? Yeah, he didn't I'm going to go true. All right, we're going to hit true and see what happens. Yeah. It is true. Huh. Yeah, I did not know that. Man, it was a while. It was a a decent guess. All right, here's the next one. Elvis Presley had a black belt in karate. I'm the king. You know why I believe this? You know why I think this is true? Have you ever seen Walk Hard? Yeah, because of the fucking Jack. And there's only two kind of people that know it, and that's a Chinese and the king, and one of them's mean, baby. Honestly, you don't you never know. I mean like I have heard so much bullshit about Elvis for, because of where I'm from, Tupelo, mm-hmm. Mississippi. There's always Somebody knew Elvis. Somebody related to Elvis. There's always something yeah. Elvis related going what on. You all, y'all fucking flew to Graceland once and you know Elvis? <laughs> what do you think? I'm saying I'm the king. I'm the king, baby. I don't know karate. I don't know, man. Let's, uh, let's ask the, the king. Let's, just, let's yeah. just call him real quick. Let's get the Ouija board oh. out here and let's get the new Oh, all right. Let's get it going here. I'll try to hang him, baby. It's the king. I'm a ghost. Yeah, I'm a ghost oh, of king, baby. Give me a fried sandwich. <laughs> hey, now you listen here, you Canadian bastard. I've been <laughs> listening to your radio show up here in heaven. And I'm gonna tell you something. 
<laughs> you don't make fun of the king, baby. Alright. <laughs> you that's what you loved in your later life. It doesn't matter if I died on the toilet eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Alright, I'm still the king. I it was a fried only, peanut butter sandwich. Listen, baby, there's only one man that can take a shit and eat a fried peanut butter sandwich at the same time, and that man is a king, and that king is mean, baby. Now, yeah, I think I did that once too, actually. I was also a king. I'm also the king of karate. I taught Jackie Chan a few things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna just say fuck it. It's probably some like odd fact, but it's probably true. I could be. Wrong. I think it's gonna. I'm gonna say true also, but I think it's gonna be one of those urban legends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was like it was never proven fact. Yeah, like it's been. Oh, something. it is true. Whoa! It says Elvis progressed through the ranks of karate during weekly lessons until he received his black belt, even opening his own karate school in Memphis back in the seventies. Oh, fuck, take that, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I mean, that explains them moves you got when he's on the stage. It's karate moves, baby, because yeah. he ain't. Strong chops. I gotta chop your girl with my person on my dick. Inside of <laughs> oh, my karate, whoa. She goes, oh my god. <laughs> you really moves. are the king. <laughs> look, at his, look at his moves, king. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, from one king to another, we're gonna Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry's first time in prison was at the age of 50. My motherfucker went to prison? Apparently more than once because it says his first time. Was he 50 years old when he went to prison for the first I, time? I think that's false. It's probably way younger than that. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck would he do at 50? Was he running like a I drug don't know, ring? Man. Like, I, I believe Chuck had a crazy spell. I, I, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. We'll say false. I'll say false. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Chuck Berry did go to prison for armed robbery at age 17. So that is false. He was 17 when he went to prison. Yeah, I was gonna say he was probably younger. At 50, geez, was this guy running a fucking uh, like an R. Kelly sex camp or something? <laughs> no, nothing that bad. Uh, Eddie Cochran is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. True or false? It's probably true. I mean, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They'll fucking let us in one day. <laughs> we gotta die first and get famous. So, <clears throat> yeah, I guess at least have like one of our episodes go platinum. Well, you know, the whole dying thing—that part's easy. I mean, shit. <laughs> like all I really got to do is give up the fight. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen Thousand Ways to Die? There you go. <laughs> um. Eddie Cochran, 20 Flight Rock, Summertime Blues, Come On Everybody, Something Else. Uh, he was mainly active through the 50s and 60s. I just wanted to see if he would, a few of his songs to see how I knew him. Yeah, I don't have probably, a clue. I don't, yeah, I don't it's probably true is. that he is in there. It is true. He was uh, admitted in 1987 posthumously. Posthumously. Hang on one second. <laughs> We're gonna settle this once and for all, goddammit. <laughs> Alright. We have Becky. to this is, this is the posthumous of the episode. I still need you. <laughs> you see how she treats me? I need you now. And all I wouldn't call you in here if it wasn't important. <laughs> Come on, we're taping a podcast here. I need some help. It's so dire. 
It is dire. This is very uh, dire. The king is requesting your presence. Oh, hey now, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna come in there and show you my karate moves. Alright. Okay, so I'm gonna highlight a word on the screen and you read this word to us. Posthumously. Posthumously, like it's funny. Yes. Like it used to be funny and now it's not. Yes. Posthumously. Humor there's no R in it. How is it humorous when there's no R in it? Posthumorous? There's no R. Put it in Google and see what it says. I don't want to do that. That's too much work. <laughs> you haven't highlighted. All you gotta do is just. Ugh, fine. I will right click. And it's gonna show me the hieroglyphic version. Post humusly. That says pass. Passe che. What? Okay. Wait, wait, why? Okay, do it again. Posthumously. According to Google, it's posthumously. Pos posturously. Poscha, posh, pos, pos. Posthumously. Cha, musly. Posthumously. There's a ch in there. What the fuck is it? Silence. I don't know, man. Because like I've Who never read that this? as posthumously. I've always read it as posthumously. Post yeah, posthumously. Posthumously. <laughs> Oh, well, crack your case, and uh, whoever wrote the English language is a dumb fucker, so. But uh, yeah, it's posthumously. Huh. Well, two more facts to go. The Platters are one of the first African-American groups to be accepted as a major chart group. Oh, the Platters. I don't know who the Platters are. Never heard of them are. until now. I don't know. Uh, I don't, 50, 50, I don't know. These are the platters. I thought of Ubi 40, but I'm like, wait, that was two white guys. That's kind of racist. Yeah, I don't know who it is. You want to just say yeah. true and be done with I'm gonna, it? Yeah, I'm going to probably say it's probably true. Hey, it is true. Oh. Yep, they had 40 charting singles. 40 charting singles on the Billboard Hot 100 between 1955 and 1967, including four number one hits. Then that tells me I have had to have heard one of their songs and just don't know it's them. But we're we've kind of been on this bit for a whole lot longer than I thought we would, so we got to move. We got to yeah, move we'll on. Go. One more. Uh, yeah, Frankie Lemon and the Teenagers. Uh, their biggest hit was "Why Do Fools Fall in Love." Wait, Frankie Lemon and the Teenagers. That Lemon uh, Lyman. Frankie Lyman. I don't know. Oh, it was that. like Frankie Lemon. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Frankie Lemon. Let's sawpuff. Well, I'm telling you, Miss Frank Lemon, baby. Frank Lemon's a sharp son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't like this kind of music, so. I'm going to really... say it's true, because I, I, that song, that song title sounds so familiar, but I'm probably wrong. It is true. They had 12 charting hits, but this was their most successful. We got 9 out of 10. Wow, goddamn. See, I think we so, broke the curse. Uh, maybe. How did you guys do? Let us know. Uh, use the links in the description to uh, communicate with us. And, and guys, if you do take my resume and my job advice uh, and whatever effect it has on your career, please let us know because yeah. uh, we're, we're here to help you. Yeah. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, you can go below this, the description here and vote in our little poll. So you also can vote on what you think of this week's song as well. Get your rating up from one to five stars there. 
I know. That's a really cool feature that Spotify has added for our listeners to also be able to grade the song with us. So if you're listening on Spotify, not only when we play the song and we review it, not only do we give our one out of five or our numbers out of it. You can't do fractions and shit like we can because there's oh, it would be a whole list. Yeah. Like, wait, what is this? A, a fucking emphasize. Uh, We've got to have some kind of privilege for being the ones that put this fucking thing together. So I'm not going to feel sorry for it, but you know, what's cool yeah, is our show. You guys can, we, you guys can actually get your feedback in, mm-hmm. uh, now as in a, a feature very unique way. Yeah. On Spotify. So, I I, re- I love that feature personally. Dude, it is awesome. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> damn, I'm dying over here. You want to listen to the truth? You want to hear some truth? Yeah, we prove that we know most truth or almost the truth. So let's, let's hear slashes truth, truths, truthiness, truth, truth, truth. I don't know. I'm saying truth forty-seven times now. <laughs> It's gonna be like those words you keep saying like like for like so many times in a row. You're like, wait, this sounds fucking dumb. I know, dude. Or whenever you keep when you see a word written down and it just looks stupid, like, and you're like, there's no way that's how you spell that, and then you yeah. Google it, and sure enough, that's how you spell it. Yeah, kind of like posthumously. Yeah. Oh, by the way, also while I'm thinking about it, use our uh, contacts to talk to us. If you uh, were listening last week during our Halloween season, we had a Halloween special on Shotcast Saturday, but we also had a surprise Halloween special with an audio drama presentation of Night of the Living Dead. If you like that kind of content and you want more of that, let us know. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate you guys uh, checking it out, and uh, uh, we just want to see if you guys are interested in getting more of that type of content here on our stream, on our feed. So, And with that, let's go into the truth. Let's do it. already sounds like a velvet revolver song yeah holy shit i'm like where's scott wyland have you heard miles kennedy plays this no, I'm saying this. I could hear like this being like a like a like a Miles Kennedy like slash. Oh yeah. Like, it literally sounds like something from like their third album. It's, yeah, it sounds like like the, something from like Living the Dream. Maybe and, they like, recycled the drums in there and like oh, whatever he's gonna. You think he recycled an instrumental and thought we wouldn't notice? <laughs> it's like I've written enough shit. Leave me alone. If Axel's want to write shit, I gotta redo my own shit. <laughs> Axel isn't writing jack shit right now. Yeah, uh, well, the, the one thing he should be writing is a fucking autobiography. Yeah, yeah, no, that I would. That honestly, I, I, I we're not getting a new album. I've long give up on that. But the yeah, autobiography, you're gonna get singles. That's it. The autobiography needs to happen, man, before he passes away, or at least have it written. If you mm. don't want to, and if you want to release it posthumously, yeah. But I mean, let's be real. We would have it long before. <laughs> That's true. Hey, look, we had Matt Storm's book long before, so. and it ain't even come out yet, has it? 
I think by now it's out. I don't know exactly. I don't know. Date-wise? Oh, fuck. I don't know. The the unedited version. The original version. The unbrazilified version. Yeah. <laughs> And then she says, get up and get a job. <laughs> well, this is a Nizzy Stradlin song. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shit. So far, I'm digging this. Uh, read us some lyrics. Yeah, uh, there's actually a lot of, like, um, on Genius.com, there's a lot of annotations here from someone here. Uh -oh. So just, like, well, before we get into lyrics, there's, like, a backstory a little bit. So it's the eighth song on the second Snakehead album. Uh, it's about a musician running into a female blues singer he used to know who is struggling to cope with losing success in the music business. Huh. Interesting. So yeah, in the first verse here, uh, she gets up with her head swung low down, steps into the room. She says, please listen while I sing my song to you, because it all slips away and it ends too soon. And then, uh, how the hell did I get here? Let me tell you all why I sing the blues. Been in a daze for 10 years, but I still can sing the truth. What else you got? Give us a few more minutes. I need a second. Um... Oh, I'll go into the chorus here. Uh, Heaven knows where we all go when all we have is what we get. And when it's gone, when will I know? Because I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, haven't got it yet. And that's what we get up to there. Sorry, I have bad allergies right now. Yeah. So it's verse one, pre-chorus, and chorus right there. And there's a lot of like annotations. I think it's like one, someone. I think it's all the same guy here, the same user, just put a bunch of his own interpretation on it. Oh, so he's like telling you what this means as it goes? Yeah. So like if you, you can see like you can click on some of the lines here and it mm -hmm. gives you like some of the, what, what it could be describing. Okay. Yeah, so we can get, get into let's get the into first it verse. And then let's get let's get into it a little bit further and then we'll do that yeah. on the next pause. Mm hmm. That's a dope riff. It's a good funky bass line also they got going. Yeah, there's also like a little bit of music. Oh, it's Snake it's Pit, that, and it's, it's Ain't Life Grand. Yeah, yeah, Ain't Life Grand is definitely a guitar player's album. Yeah. 
bass is not getting enough credit. Like Slash takes all the credit, and I get that it's his band, but man, this bass player is fucking thumping his way to fucking my fucking soul right now, because that's what I'm getting. I'm getting good feels like from this song off of the bass line more than I am the guitar. Alright, so, uh, read us, read us some, uh, read us some shit. Oh, you want some of the, what the, what this user here on Genius basically just, um, so let's see here. So he starts like, opening line introduces the main character with her head swung down as a way of foreshadowing her feelings of being worn out from the ups and downs of the music industry. And do, so she basically warns the audience that success is fleeting, presumably speaking from experience. And then she's like, oh, I, you know, basically, because it fits in still with the idea of this, like, about, you know, this famous, you, once famous females blues singer, you know, in the, in the pre-chorus, she goes, how in the hell did I get here? Wondering how she ended up back, you know, playing bars instead of, you know, bigger, whatever places. And for the past 10 years, she's been in a daze trying to reconcile her lost success. And the only thing she's left with now is the ability to speak the truth as she sees it through music. And so I, that's pretty much, it seems like the whole thing of the song is just like, She's singing, basically singing her blues away, kind of. And that's well, like that's what truth. the blues are for. Uh, Hell yeah. All right, let's get back in. said a bad thing about Rod Jackson Rod Jackson you ever notice every time Rod Jackson's featured on a fucking song it's always a good fucking song yeah nice did he ever release his solo album yeah, I don't know what happened with that. I think it's out there, but it's probably just... Maybe it's not on a big label, so I don't know. I wonder if I can get Brenda... I mean, somebody to send it to me. <coughs> Franz. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Franz will do it. Yeah. Good man, that Franz guy. 
He's been dropping some stuff in our Discord lately. Very active in the community. That's not what your country can do for you. That's pretty cool. They got like a spoken like word in outro. And then that just comes out of nowhere. I feel like that's going to lead to the next song somehow. Probably. Um, Alright, well there it is. We've listened to the truth. Now let's tell the truth. What do we think about it? Um, you want me to go first? or I don't I don't give a damn. I'll let you pick. Alright, I'll, I'll shoot first on this one. This is pretty good, actually. It's cool. It's got like a good story to it, too. Um, it mixes a whole bunch of like genres, too. Yeah, it's very like hard rock. But like, there's definitely like some, you know, blues for sure. Even a little bit of funk. I think that drum beat, oh like, yeah, a bit of that riff. If you like slow it down a bit, you oh, got yourself baseline. like you got yourself like a fucking uh, Casey in the Sunshine Band. It's like Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> right there. If you slow it down, add some fucking trumpets and horn section. There you go. You have like a number one funk hit right there. Funkin' like a monkey, baby. Yeah, baby. But yeah, it's really good. Then like the outro is really cool. Just everything from like start to finish. Great solo. I mean, this is really good shit. Um, and I would definitely pop this to this. Maybe not like very often, but often enough. You know, if I'm in the mood for just like some slash stuff, this is definitely something I would probably be like go to. So um, with that, it's almost a four for me. But I'm going to put it just right below three, three and three quarters, 3.75. Um, yeah, we're not that far off. It's definitely not a four for me either. Um, there's a few things I loved. I love the bass line. I will say that the guitar was not really doing it for me in this song, uh, but I but I was still getting those good feels. Like I was getting that good chest feel that I like. You know what I mean when I say I like to feel my music. I was getting some good. Okay, I was getting some good feel. Like I could physically feel that bass line. Like that bass line was the shit. And I really like the lyrics, the chorus. Heaven knows where we all go when all we have is what we get. And uh, when it's gone, when will I know? Because I haven't got it yet. Like, come on, that's great lyrics. Yeah. Uh, lyrically speaking, it's great. Rod Jackson nails it like he always fucking does. Uh, not one of Slash's better solos. I, uh, I I was feeling it, and I was like, they do the build up to, to the to the solo, and I was like, man, okay, Slash is gonna tear this up. And then he just it it kind of fell flat for me. It was kind of a dud of a guitar solo. I didn't really care for it. Uh, but the bass, the bass line was uh, funky. It was uh, groovy. The uh, subject matter is that that I would uh, want from this album. I will. I won't say it's one of the worst songs there because it's not by far. Uh, but it's definitely one of the one of the B sides. I, I would feel like of uh, <laughs> of Ain't Life Grand. Uh, <clears throat> even with all of that, all that shit aside, and everything, all that being said. Uh, I was able to find enough enjoyment out of it that I'll give it a two and a half and put it right in the middle. Uh, the only I, I, I didn't start not enjoying it until Slash's guitar solo came in. I think we should have got a fucking bass line solo would have been better than that. But uh, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't care for the solo. And um, to be honest, I mean to be a, a song that's supposed to be very Slash led. I mean, as it is his name in the title of the band, Slash was not the star in this one. And uh, that's fine. That's fine for him to not be the star of the song. 
but he needs to at least have his moment in the sun be something that we go, ah, there he is. There's our boy. There's Slash. That's what we expect. And while the rest of the band delivered, surprisingly, Slash uh, just didn't this time. Not as well as as I would expect out of Slash. But uh, the rest of the band, I, I thought they were like, like, you take the guitar solo, maybe change a few guitar parts, you might have a, a four-star song. And, but, like, I think, for me, two and a half. But what are you... He's talking to me because I miss my cue so much. Well, I'm talking to everyone here. <laughs> yeah, I like this part of the song. This riff is cool. You ever notice the drummer looks like Richard Fortas? <laughs> you ever notice you could put Richard Fortas in this band and nobody would notice? Yeah, you could put him in at least three different spots. <laughs> you can put him in, as Miles, Brent Fitz, even you can probably, you can probably put him as Todd Kearns. <laughs> I love Fortas, man, but like when I saw Slash and uh, St. Louis and uh, Fortas joined him on stage for Night Train, mm-hmm. like everybody rocked out, and then like three people turned to me and goes, "Who was that?" I told him, is he straddling? (laughs) (laughs) We got some leather pants action again. Swamp asses roof. Swamp ass galore. Todd damn it, Kearns. I want to meet Todd Kearns. Todd Kearns, you should come on this show. We should start a whole campaign. Of we're, of we're not going to rest until Todd Kearns comes on Guns N' Radio. I'm down. It looks like. What, what, what were we asking? We just bullshit with him is what we would do. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's like most times when you just go guess. We just do the shit. Look, man. Brando's the one that asked the important questions. We, uh... We just bullshit and listen to music. Oh, Miles getting the gray beard. Oh, he's like over 40. Wasn't Slash like 60? Slash is really 50. Well, can you? I will say it's good to hear. Jesus Christ, he's good for 51. Nice. It, It is good to hear Miles' voice again. I don't yeah. care what the community online says. I know we're not supposed to like Slash and Miles Kennedy, but fuck those message boards. I don't post on them any damn way or read them. So, yeah, I like Miles. I like this band. Yeah. Why that solo? I have a feeling this was shot in one take. Well, yeah, this whole album, though, they're going to like live sort of like sound where they basically do all the, the songs they want to there's just little things like in the in the camera cuts that lead me to believe this is one take yeah let's have like three or four cameras moving around and go like mm-hmm. all that going that's it Slash's like well shit I got a show to do <laughs> Oh, shut up, you love. I was just thinking that. 
<laughs> I wouldn't mind hearing Miles perform that. I think he would do it very Axel, honestly. Look, guys, if Axel doesn't fuck up his wheel, you're definitely looking at his successor, so get, just get used to it. Yeah. Like how Kiss is going to replace themselves with other people. Yeah. going to replace Well, there you go. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed us uh, watching that music video. And we hope uh, we want to hear your feedback on it. But let's talk about the music video. I did yeah. like the video. It's uh, simple. It's all you need for like a slash song. Simple video. It's them just jamming, fucking playing a song, shredding and shit, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, for my final thoughts, I will say... It's one of those songs, the more I listen to it, the more I kind of like it a little more. Yeah, this is like my second or third time listening to this song. It's gotten yeah. a little bit better than my initial reaction. My I don't initial, know what you mean. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, my initial reaction was it sounds like every other Slash and Miles Kennedy song that I skipped mm -hmm. on the last two albums. Because Apocalyptic Love was great. Um, what was the second one, World on World Fire? World on Fire, my personal favorite, was fucking amazing. Uh, it was okay to me. My, my personal favorite is Apocalyptic Love. Yeah. Um, and uh, then the third one was kind of meh. Um, yeah, I didn't really dive too deep into like the third one. There's like there's a few decent songs. Like some of the singles were okay, but then like have the we, other ones, I don't know. What have we covered on this show from that album? Um, Serve you right. Let me hang on. Serve you right. Yeah. Because I don't think I liked that one. I don't remember. Let me check. Hang on. If I see the song titles, it'll like pop in my head again. Um, Living the Dream. So I know we did. I think Serve You Right. Did we do any of those? I think we only did one from that one. Or hmm. Call of the Wild, I think we did one time. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the name of the album, Call of the Wild, right? No, the name of the album is Living the Dream. Living the Dream. So Call of the Wild was the single then, right? Was, I believe... No, it wasn't one of the release singles. That was like the first track on the album. Hmm. We haven't covered any of the singles on this one, actually. Well, um, my final thoughts is like, honestly, like I said, it, it, maybe it'll take a few more listens to grow on me a little more. Mm -hmm. But as it stands right now, I'm going to probably give it a two. Two. I think like this is like my second or third listen right now. It's gotten a bit better. I do like the intro riff. Like, it's pretty cool. I, I don't know to me, I don't know if anyone's listening to it, like, on like, streaming services or whatever. Is there something going on with fucking Miles' voice in this song? Like, what effects are they putting on that shit? I, can, sounds I, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, because it sounded so, like, weird. I'm like, did they put, like, an echo or, like, a... Yeah, it's like, maybe I think the reverb in the mix was, like, way too high. Because it sounds, like, way too echoey, I think. I don't know who fucking mixed that song, but I don't Could know. It be? It just sounds iffy. I, mean, I listened to it like, the first time when it released, and I was like, wow, this sounds... I don't know. I mean, it's not terrible, the song. Yes, I think it is one of those that's going to have to eventually just grow on you over time, over many listens or whatever. It's not terrible, but like, I don't know. I still prefer the older Slash stuff. Like, like the first three albums, I would still prefer over this one. Um, but it's not terrible. It's not like god-awful. It's still okay. Uh, for me, it's like a solid three right now after like my second, third listen. And who knows, maybe it could slightly go up from there. So uh, that's going to leave my thoughts on that. Like, it's, All right. I don't know. I, I definitely am still looking forward to the rest of the stuff on the album. 
Maybe oh, it probably yeah. could have picked a better first single. It's still okay, but... Well, so could have Guns N' Roses when they released fucking Absurd. That's true. That, that should have been done in reverse, to be honest. <laughs> I just want to say this riff is a hook in itself. It's a slash riff, man. These slash riffs literally are ingrained here. Like the guy can doesn't know doesn't know how to not make a bad riff because he only makes good riffs. You know, like I know, man. This is great. I mean, like this hooked you in from the get go with this fucking riff, kind of like "Sweet Child of Mine." Yeah, how it opens with that killer fucking iconic at this point riff. Oh yeah, but. Uh, yeah, man, this this is fucking. So far, I'm hooked in at the at the 15 second mark. You've got me hooked, so don't lose me, Slash. It's been five years since I've seen your face. What song is that? <laughs> what, fucking Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah. It's what been one it? week since you look at me. No, 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 no. It's been five years since I've seen your face. She's a something, oh, something without a trace. And now we're left with the Homecoming Queen by Hender. I think oh, wow. Called. They actually had more than one song. Oh, yeah. Hender had a few, had a few good songs. I was that it played no on the radio because, like, <laughs> you know. Actually, I don't know if that's the. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> emotional song we've got this week yeah a fun fact actually I was doing a little bit of research it's apparently written from the pe- the perspective of a dog of a dog yeah this is apparently that's what slash said like he basically was like it was a demo he sent it over to miles who then came back with these very heartfelt lyrics and he's like oh i thought it was about the loss we've all been suffering during this dark period and then miles said oh yeah it's about his dog okay you want to read yeah. us some of these? Let's, let's, let's. Uh, yeah, Miles Kennedy adds, I have this little shih tzu named Mozart. He tries to act all tough, but he's really not. And on one occasion, we couldn't get home. Our flight was delayed, and there was a really intense storm over our house. We have one of those little camera systems to keep an eye on the dog when we can't be there. We saw him just freaking out. It was heartbreaking to watch. Terrified the little guy. And so the narrative of the song is inspired by what I imagined he might have been thinking as it all went down. Okay. Well... That's interesting. Very interesting.
Alright, here we go. Okay, read me some of these lyrics, man, because I've got to put this dog shit to, to, to some context here. All right, so I'll start from, like, the top here. Uh, and when the silence comes, it breaks my heart. When I'm lonely, I always fall apart. And when I'm left behind, I climb the walls, never knowing if you really cared at all. Uh, did you get to where you're going, to the place you're meant to be? Still, I'm holding out that you'll return to me somewhere, somewhere beyond. And then the chorus... Uh, turn the key, please come back to me. What I'd give to know, you'll fill my world again. Huh. So yeah, definitely. I, you see, like I, climbing the walls, doing other stuff, this other shit. You definitely can see how it's yeah. from like that perspective. But you can take it from some so many other different perspectives too. It's not just that. Yeah, but I see the I see the point now. Makes me think of when I come home. Like they say, cats are a lot more independent. But every time mm. I come home, I have to have a chair by the door because as soon as i open the door my cat is sitting in the chair by the door with his head out waiting for his pettins his welcome oh, yeah. home pettins here's the footsteps coming from a mile away oh dude i know because like uh when i lived in my old house with my ex-girlfriend i i've seen what happens and like he hears the key go in the lock and then he runs like he could he'd be at the other side of the house right, well, and he would run here. to jump somebody's here Whoa. Yeah, to jump into his chair by the door so that he could uh, get his welcome home pettings. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about the dog thing. <laughs> Read me some more lyrics because the dog thing has me intrigued. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll start uh, verse two. Uh, the wind is screaming out. I pace the floor and I wonder, will I see your face one more? Uh, you were always here to save me like a sentinel in the dark as the thunder keeps on rolling through my heart. But still some way I keep holding on. Turn the key. Please come back to me. For how long will you be gone? I'm barely breathing because all I know is that I miss you so. What I give to know, you'll fill my world again. Okay. Wow. Man, I don't know if this has ruined it for me or if it's made it better for me because now I feel bad for the dog. <laughs> I feel worse. I feel like it's just like it's a funny story how like it's, you know, that's like the sort of what it's supposed to be written from that perspective, but like, I think it's also good in the way that can be applied to a bunch of other different perspectives. Oh, yeah. 
which I'm I think, digging it for what it's which worth. I think no, like I'm... just even like the the way the riff is and just even lyrically wise, it's a very like sentimental, slightly emotional even kind of song too. Oh yeah. Solo I'm digging this. I mean, it's a perfect solo for like this type of song, so. Extended, too. I am looking forward to what else we're going to get on this album. Yeah, there's I definitely some good stuff coming. Have they have they list, released the track list yet? There is. I'm pretty sure on Wikipedia. I'll double check. All right. We'll check that out in just a minute. as well smart yeah that's a dope sort ass riff. wraps things up like a bookend you know mm-hmm. that fill my world slash miles kennedy the conspirators the whole gang is back for that song damn, damn right son so yeah, man. Uh, final thoughts. Let's talk about it. Dude, it's a pretty good song, man. I can't complain. Like I, on first listen, I really like this one. Even now, on this, like I think, like my second or third listen on this song, I really, really like it. It's good when like Slash does something that isn't just like, oh, hard rock talking about fucking drinking and smoking shit all the time. Like when he does something nice like this, when he does like. Some like sort of something ballad esque, but like something that's like you know sentimental, emotional from the heart. He does it really well. And there's a few other songs I know we'll get to in the in the future for sure from previous um, conspirators albums where he actually does a really good job of this like kind of ballad esque type stuff there. But this one he does a very phenomenal, very good job, man. Phenomenal. I think maybe a bit of an overstatement, but it's a really good song. Um, just just that riff, having that riff continuously throughout the song there, here and there, really catchy. Again, Slash, when does Slash not make a catchy riff? Like, this dude 
is a is a catchy riff market it seems like so um for me like i already preferred this one just a little bit better than uh river is rising i mean that's slowly i think gonna grow on all of us after a little while yeah this one is this one's already like one of my favorites on this album this album hasn't even fully released yet um it's almost a four-star song for me actually you know what Fuck it. I'm going to go four to five on this one. I actually really dig this one. I definitely will listen to it a oh, lot man. more. It's definitely going to be one of my more more listened to slash songs. Yeah. Um, I have similar opinion. I I personally like it. Like I said earlier, the uh, the opening riff, the, the hook, uh, got me from the get-go. So I was really uh, digging that... Uh, that opening riff. And I think the rest of the song delivers. I think the dog thing kind of took my mind out of um, the rest of the lyrics. And I don't know if that added to it or not, but you know what? Um, I mean, I can see it and it made it interesting for mm-hmm. me. I'm going to go a little more than four though. I'm going to give it four and a half because I can see me adding this to the playlist. This is something I want to hear again. Oh, yeah. uh, again, again, I do like it better than the river is rising. Um, personally, I, I, I thought it was, uh, uh, a better song than the river is rising. If for no other reason, that fucking riff, man, that opening riff hooks you in, uh, yeah, like sweet child did, Dude, uh, literally it was very sweet child esque in this song. I'll give you that. Yeah. So yeah, four and a half is my final, yeah. uh, final thought on the, on the matter. Yeah, even looking at like the track listing for the upcoming album and like the track link stuff, I'm like, wait, this track's five and a half minutes and it flew by like that. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's when it's a good song, man, we always have a worse podcast, I feel like, because I just want to listen to the song. It's really hard to <laughs> stay in podcast mode and not just listen to the fucking song. So Yeah. All right. Six degrees of separation is what the last thing we were talking about was. Uh, nice. <laughs> because what were we talking about? How I had sex with the same girl as the lead singer of Saliva? Yeah. yeah. Is he not? The, I don't think he's the lead singer anymore. Is he? We gotta look this up. Hang on. Who cares? It's not a great band. I guess it doesn't I matter. One good song. I remember the I song. I not even uh, name. Wait, I guess I'm thinking, I'm messing, I'm confusing that with, uh, who are the guys that say, uh, sing Click, Click, Boom? That's Saliva. That's Saliva, yeah. Is that Saliva? You're right. He's actually not even in the band anymore. Yeah. See. I wonder. I wonder if we could get him on for a podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm gonna what send him. I'm gonna, bro. Look I'm at gonna him. send him a. I'm gonna send him a message and be like, "Hey, bro. Just uh, my name is Dustin Bircho. Uh You and I had sex with this chick. Send a picture of her and tell her name. <laughs> and uh, it has come to my attention that you and I are Eskimo brothers, and uh, I host a rock and roll podcast. We would like to interview." <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm looking it up here, actually. It says he, yeah. There's one tattoo that she's got that if he remembers it, uh, I, I will know for a fact that this is true because it's such a weird fucking tattoo on her back. And I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll put it in private chat. So this could be his redemption because this could make him popular again. If he comes on the podcast and says, like, talks about her, oh, no, everyone can be like, oh, I want to hear from him. You know? Yeah, I put it in the private chat. Do you see? Oh, no. What the <laughs> tattoo is. 
Oh wow! Who oh, the sorry. fuck would have one of that? That is a really. Uh... It's odd. Sorry, my bad. I got. I get oh, that's even worse. <laughs> that's what it is. What the, the second fuck? one? Wow. And, Two of my uh, idols. They're both my idols. So. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so. When I was like when behind, I was looking down and seeing it, and I was like, "God damn!" So I had to like throw a sheet over it or a pillow or something. Real quick. <laughs> but if he remembers, well, it's not, that it's tattoo, not like one of them would know, right? Yeah, if he knows that tattoo, I will know for a fact that this is legit. And the, the challenge is on, the challenge is up to you, Josie Scott. Come out of retirement. Come on the yeah. podcast. Bring it on. Dude, I would like, dude. It would be such a fun interview, though, would it not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're open with creep factor right there, like you yeah. don't know us. Does <laughs> he have? Does he have a Guns N' Roses connection? Did they ever open for them at all? Or uh, not that I know of. No, beats me. Huh. Yeah, well, right. Apparently, if you I looked into it, it says he left Slav in 2013 to pursue a solo Christian career. What? They always do. Yeah, sure. fucking born agains. Yeah. Uh, lame. Oh. Isn't that what uh, Aaron Lowe's did? Am I wrong about that? Maybe. Huh? Mm, I know the guy. Or maybe from, he just uh, became like a country star. I don't, know. I don't know. Well, anyway, we're gonna take a look at celebrity moms, and uh, I would say whether or not I'll bang them. Contrary to popular belief, I won't just fuck anybody's mom. Okay, that's not how I roll, guys. Uh, that's. I already texted my mom and said you would fuck her, so what's the deal? <laughs> like, are, are you in or are you out? Well, Come on. Uh, I fuck it. I'm in. Uh, All right. Okay. Up listening. first. Up first. If you're watching the video version, you're going to get a little more out of this. Up first, this is Elvis's mom, Agnes. Uh, I'd give her probably a nine. I'd probably, yeah, I definitely would. I don't know, though. She's got them crazy eyes, but, you know, yeah. crazy eyes. I didn't. I can't. I didn't know that was Elvis. Actually, oh yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I like crazy eyes. Maybe I'm a crazy guy. Yeah, I couldn't even tell that was Elvis. I mean, yeah. he wasn't fat then, so I don't. It know. looks like Sylvester Stallone. Oh, it kind of does. Like it's really weird. Yeah. Let's see who's next up on the docket. This is Elizabeth Taylor and her mother Sarah. Oh, look at that! Oh, wow. she's really, she's pretty attractive. Would yeah, Sarah, yeah. bring it on. Would still today. Uh, how old is Elizabeth Taylor? Like eighty? Uh, I think Elizabeth Taylor is she not dead? All right, we'll, we'll run All right, moving on. Yeah. We'll move on, just in case. Who we got here? <laughs> this is Jennifer Aniston and her mom. Now, whoa, geez, everybody got hot moms. Yeah, she's definitely a mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, Jennifer That's... Aniston looks like a fucked up baby. <laughs> I know, right? I was oh just God, thinking, eyes, dude. Yeah, she looks like a garbage mail kid or something. <laughs> dude, two factor. Oh my God, that's, that's two on point. <laughs> oh man, oh man, I may have to share this clip on our YouTube channel. Uh, let's see, Jessica Alba and her mother Catherine. Oh yeah, uh, I like the eighties hair. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. uh, that's my thing, man. That's how chicks get me right there. Is that yeah. big eighties thing? She looked like a like a like a roadie for like some like eighties glam bands. Yeah, this is Liv Tyler and her mother BB. I guess it says Beeb or BB. Why does it look like it's her? Either way, what the fuck? I know, right? Totally would. 
up next. Wait, that's Steven Tyler's got, daughter? Uh, yeah, Liv Tyler, Steven Tyler's mm-hmm. daughter. Jeez, wow. Yes. Steven Tyler cleaned oh, up so ice for looking like a Rose lesbian. Oh, we're frozen. This is Drew Barrymore and her mom. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, you definitely would. Oh, yeah, I know I would. Oh, I don't even have to look at who this is. Yes, definitely. Hot mom. Who is that? Uh, Angelina Jolie. That's a baby Angelina Jolie. No wonder. Dude, look how hot her mom is. Yeah, her mom's pretty hot, yeah. She took after her, it looks like, man. Oh, yeah. Think Angelina Jolie, for those of you listening to the audio version, think Angelina Jolie without the lips. Am I yeah, right? that makes sense. Yeah, she definitely yeah, does. But then, gotcha. but then look down here at this big lip baby down here. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks weird. Yeah, she got oh, that from man. John Voight. Man, I got to get off this picture because thinking about how many times I've masturbated to that baby is really creepy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a clip you definitely don't want anyone saving. It's Angelina Jolie. Doesn't matter. You said baby, dude. You're done. That's You're canceled. That's, that, that's fucked up. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to listen to the whole thing. This is Audrey Hepburn and her mother, Ella. Yeah, I would. She got them strong cheekbones. Like, she gonna be stern. She's into some some, uh, some paddles and shit. She's a BDSM savant. Yeah, uh, who we got next? Who's that? Beyonce. Oh, man. Yeah. That's Beyonce's right. mama. I like her all-white outfit. I know, man. Look at that haircut. That's a, this one. That's a sexy hairstyle right there. Who else we got? Uh, we got Sierra and her mom. Yeah, Sierra mama hot too. Jesus, is everybody? What is it about moms? Maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just a cougar. Yeah, maybe there's just something about you. Maybe you're just into moms. This is Dustin Hoffman and his mother. She looks like oh, wow. Amelia Earhart, but Legit. I always thought Amelia. I just thought Amelia Earhart was pretty hot anyway, so. Oh, Lord. True. It's, it's froze up on me. It's loaded. Oh. I was about to say, what well, we got? Jerry Only. Uh, uh, I saw the top of the head here, and I'm like, is that Jerry Only? No, no, no. From the Misfits. Yeah, he'll show up here and kick my ass. Naomi Campbell and her mother. Uh, her name is not important. She's definitely hot. Uh <laughs> Robin Williams, the late great Robin Williams and his hot mom. Yeah. She looks like the mom from um Oh god, what is that? Mm, damn, some British movie I watched a long time ago. It'll come to. You. Uh Gwyneth There's only supposed to be fifteen of these. I don't know who Gwen Paltrow is. Wait, but yeah, dude, she's a hot chick from oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Iron Man. Shallow how? <laughs> Yeah. Of all the and movies to pick, Shallow Hell. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Here we go, man. Diana and her mother, Frances. I guess that's Princess Diana. I don't know. Oh, wow. She's got that thing on so. her head. Like she's she's rocking that Mennonite look, which I think is hot. So, I mean, you know. about that Amish girls. lifestyle. I know, man. They behave and shit. And it's like they don't have phones, so they can't find anyone better looking on Tinder. So up last, we got Ma- we got Mama Caputo here. That is not and... my mother for sure. <laughs> Complete with the bowl of spaghetti. It looks more like and... someone's grandmother. And uh, she's like a cafeteria woman. 
Yeah, well, you know, you should see her without the apron. Actually, you know, I've never seen her without the apron. Even during sex, she wears the apron. Ciao, Bella. uh, uh, (laughs) So what was the consensus? You would would have had sex with most of them, if not all of them? I think all of them, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, why not? Why not? Jeez. Especially that last one there, Caputo's mom. Yeah, at this point, at this point in life, just have sex <laughs> Yeah, I know. You know what I Googled to find that picture? I Googled a, a old Italian lady. And that was the first one that came up? <laughs> well, that was like, yeah. That was the funniest one that came up. <laughs> that wasn't the first one. That was just the funniest one. And then I was like, because when you guys were logging on for GN Extra, and I was like, hang on one second. I was kind of going through them real quick because I knew I was going to pull a rib. <sighs> yeah. Since this is uh since this is like behind the scenes type thing, just to let anyone know if, if anyone listened before this, my fucking laptop sucks dick and kept cutting out during the episode. I'm like really annoyed about that. And it kept like lagging. I was like ten minutes away from you guys talking. <laughs> so like yeah. you would say uh, like you guys would say something, I would reply and then Literally 30 seconds later, I would hear my voice. Like, and you guys would randomly hear me say, like, hey, how you got how you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we tried to make a bit out of it, but yeah. I mean, whatever um, worked. I was just mad at myself. I'm like, my laptop, I bought this laptop because I needed a new one, and now the laptop just sucks. Yeah. Same with this one, man. I haven't had this one long before it started sucking dick. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to just get my desktop rebuilt and be done with it. I should I should maybe get a desktop too. I feel like that's just a better way to go. Dude, that's yeah, what I went you, with. I'm, I'm gonna a, show you my my ghetto setup. Maybe I can do some PC gaming on it too, because I barely do. I barely play games with computers, but that might entice me to do it. I don't know. Wouldn't be bad. I just yeah. never. Yeah. I never could get into that. I need a controller in my hand. I feel yeah, like that's my thing. I I grew up on the controller, so that's definitely like the same for me. Like. I mean, a lot of these like PC games have like the controller support, but it's like, I got to buy a fucking Xbox controller. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. And since I'm on a Mac, there's not much. So I just play like emulators and shit. That's it. I tried uh, when I had an Xbox one, I tried Bluetooth connecting my Xbox controller to my laptop to play stuff on Steam. But I don't mm. think it was picking it up or something. I don't know. Yeah. I always run it through like USB. It helps. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to show you how ghetto my setup over here is. There's my laptop. And it sits on a stand that's been sort of makeshift put together. Of course, there's all my empty soda drinks from tonight for the podcast. But then my most proudest thing, there's where the speaker sits and lives. But my most proudest thing is this boom mic. I like that. I like that boom mic here into a hole that I've drilled into my desk huh. and to keep it sturdy I've got zip ties literally well, this is ball. legit behind the scenes stuff right now this is yeah anyone paying then, for the Patreon and going on GunsRoses.com this is the shit you're going to get yeah brother <laughs> that's why you should get on the fucking Patreon so Dustin can upgrade his shit yeah, those exactly. are necessary. Thank you. Yes, I don't want to be so broke, but I am. <laughs> it's just yeah. I have a uh, I when I bought a podcast mic, I have mine like kind of, uh, cr- like kind of 
pushed into my table, my dining room table. So it's like constantly just there. It just makes it easier. It's like all tight. So yeah. whenever someone tells me like, oh, whenever someone comes over my house, they're like, oh, why don't you do it closer to the window to get more lighting and stuff like that? I'm like, I fucking can't move my mic. It's like stuck on my yeah. table now. So I only have, yeah. I can only do podcast recording from like a certain position because my mic is like embedded in my dining room table now. I don't know where else I would do it. Yeah, I can. I have a smaller apartment. Like you guys have houses. Like it's just, yeah, it's pretty difficult to like figure out the best way for lighting because lighting in an apartment, like everything just comes straight down. Yeah. So. Well, guys, help Dan out by going and buying his merchandise from the What the yes, Famicom store. That's true. Yes. Oh, I should have fucking on the episode. I should have promoted my own merch. <laughs> I didn't even do that. <laughs> uh, well, we'll do it in the description. Okay. Fair yeah, we'll, we'll put links and shit in there. I yeah, literally there's... always. I said this earlier. I always forget that I have merch. I think I tweeted it earlier. Um, <laughs> I pay for the website that like that publishes the merch, and it's like nineteen dollars a month. I always forget, and I'll randomly like find like remember or see like a. I have a hat, so I'll, I'll look at the hat in my room. I'm like, oh yeah, I have merch. And then I'll just like oh, yeah, post it. That exists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a total waste of money to pay for a website, but if no one's buying the stuff. Well, well, I'm sure people are buying the stuff. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. Yeah. I I go I see what the Famicom shit at the around all the time when I'm in Just walking the street. Walking <laughs> the street, yeah. And then uh we have the the secret uh the secret uh handshake, of course. And if you yeah. want to know what that is, you'll just have to listen to the... I don't remember what episode, so I guess you'll have to go listen to all of them to figure it out. Uh, uh, and actually, every episode is one part of the handshake, so you have to listen to all of them yeah. to get the whole handshake. Yeah. I mean, it's not an uh, easy fraternity to be in, but nothing no, worthwhile no, is not. easy, right? So It's very true. <laughs> It sounds so much different live. Oh, it does. Well, I mean, you got Todd Kern singing it, as you saw in last week's uh, watch along there. Well, I mean, not just the vocals, the guitar, and the the music even sounds different because I'm still kind of remembering it from the, from the watch along. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just live, it sounds kind of kind of different. I was gonna say, if you want to hear something even more different, if you hear the the demo with um, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, it sounds like a totally different song too. Oh. Well, we'll check that out. Do you have that? Is it on YouTube? Easy to find? Oh yeah, just look up slash Chester Bennington, whatever. It's like one of the first like four or five videos. Yeah, because it was originally called Crazy, the song. A, a, a demo was like a minute and a bit leaked online a couple years ago or recently. Oh, hang on. Let's see. Are we gonna get pulled for this? Who gives a shit? Probably not. We're not playing the general. Wait, is this dude dead? Yeah, R.I.P. Okay, so it's a different song almost all together. Yeah, lyrics and everything. Huh.
Well, that's cool, man. I, I I've never heard that before, so that's really cool. yeah. Because that was originally supposed to be on the album, but I think like I don't know if it was in the Lincoln Park or Lincoln Park's label that blocked it from happening because fucking bullshit, stupid reasons, bastards. Yeah, stupid labels getting away of everything. That's why you fucking just go independent and release your own shit. Damn you could straight. do that nowadays. Just fucking release your shit on Spotify. You get all the money yourself. Yeah, why give some dude in a suit that has no talent all of your money? Just find someone to distribute it. Like there's in Brazil. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> they don't distribute <laughs> shit. They don't distribute it within themselves. <laughs> I don't know. They probably distribute it to a few select fans. They distribute fucking lies. If you tell them not to. (laughs) The only thing they distribute is bands and bullshit lawsuits. (laughs) Doctor. Do you think Lemmy might have had something to do with the change? Like, do you think he was given the the material and was like, you know, write your own lyrics? Uh, kind of, pretty much. I'm trying, like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, song facts here. Um, Lemmy also added bass to this song, too. He played bass on this. Nice. Which is really cool. Um, do... Yeah, actually, Slash asked him to play on the record after the whole thing was um with chester bennington basically got blocked or whatever Hmm. yeah and and lemmy pretty much wrote the song um he says on slash even um an interview says the song's basically about the doctor saying that if you keep living the way you are living you're gonna die and then another doctor saying oh keep doing what you're doing you're gonna be fine and that basically tells the story of (laughs) lemmy kilmeister (laughs) who's that rock star in the 80s that fucked so much his dick fell off Oh, fuck, I remember. Did we mention it in a previous episode? I don't know. I'm sure we have, because it feels like a topic I would bring up at any opportunity. Oh, our producer is here to get us back on track. Let's play the song. I'm just going to Google search rock stars whose dick fell off. Yeah. No, someone said Little Richard. No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, though. Oh, my God. I found it. You found it? Yeah. This is Chuck Negron, N-E-G-R-O-N, Chuck Negron. Oh, be careful. Who was, and yeah, Negron, I think. I don't know. N-E-G-R-O-N. What band was he in? Um, Three Dog Nights. Ha. Huh. Yeah, this is the one where it basically his, his dick became chafed and swollen. And his doctor's like, yeah, no more sex. And he basically said, screw that. And then it says his organs split down the middle like a hot dog. Oh, oh. Mm. And he got stitched back up the same night. <laughs> and then probably went and fucked again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't stop oh. fucking. He's like, Hugh Hefner? Uh, hey, oh. I don't think that shit ever happened to Hef. Listen, man, I never thought sex addict was a real thing before, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's what um, most people are <laughs> who got canceled are like, claiming, yeah, I'm a sex addict. You know, I was, you know. Uh, wait till they try to cancel me and then we'll see if I change my opinion or not. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, James Franco. You're a sex addict. I guess. I'm still not 100% sure what all that's about, but it be what it be. Yep. Oh, who are they canceling this week? Uh, Carhartt. They should just make a, why don't they just make their own podcast and cancel somebody? Ever? I mean, they're doing it every fucking week anyway. Like mm-hmm. at this point, I can't support the movement anymore. Like it's gotten too fucking out of hand. Like we're canceling fucking Dukes of Hazard, a fucking show from the eight. They tried to cancel George fucking Washington. I don't, I got some fucking news for you people. George Washington's fucking dead. He don't give a fuck. Exactly. If, if you cancel his ass or not, I mean, it's it's so fucking stupid. Like because these people never fucking learn, you know. Yeah, yeah. History repeats itself, but you can fucking stop history from repeating itself by not I mean, being a bitch. I get to a certain degree making people be accountable mm-hmm. for their actions and shit for like sure. that, but like you have to make them accountable you know and actually forgive these people instead of being like uh you're you're still a piece of shit even though i forgive you i don't fucking forgive you dude who cares i mean forgive yeah it's still yeah it still happened you may still remember it but at least you know these people fucking learn and become better people instead of you just fucking harassing them like like you're like the greatest thing on the earth and you never you're never sinned oh i love everyone you're some perfect Shut up, buddy. You wake up and you sin every day. <laughs> Fucking. Remember when they almost canceled Jonah Hill? And he really is an asshole in real life. Yeah, he can be. He's like DiCaprio. They're both kind of this, from the same branch, whatever. Yeah, Jonah Hill, he just comes off as a prick to me. I don't know. I like him when he's fat. <laughs> yeah. Ever since he's got skinny, he's become. Yeah, and he's a skinny. He has a chest tattoo. Like, yeah, he's he, he throw it out too prick. hard. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be playing Steven Adler, by the way, in the upcoming GNR biopic. So, Wait, uh, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is news. <laughs> you see, you better start doing the heroin now to really get into the method acting. But the good news is, is they did get um, Pete uh, Davison to re- reprise his role as Tom Zutat. So, you know. Oh shit, that would be cool if they did that. <laughs> if then he gets cocked again, his <laughs> fucking his girlfriend, like you know how Vince and fucking all the whole band fucked his girl. Uh Tom Zutat, uh, our our favorite resident cock here. Oh man, Tom's nice. I can't if you notice it's I been joke a long, about you know. <laughs> if you notice it's been a long time since I've made fun of Tom Zutat on this show, it's because I've talked to him since then. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying to sell you a car. No, he was he didn't try to sell me nothing. He talked to me for like 15 minutes. He he was not obligated to talk to me. He you know what I mean? Like mm. some random fanboy called my found my number and called me. And I asked him to be on the podcast. He said no. And then he gave me a reason. All he had to do was say, fuck you, kid, and hang up. And that would have been the end of it. Yeah. But he gave me a reason. He's like, what do you want to know? I'll talk to you all day. What do you want to know? And we just bullshitted. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of taken off guard. I was like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that question. Now I don't know. What, what do I want to know? <laughs> Let's chat. <laughs> but no, he was a nice guy. 
Maybe he was too nice for the fucking rock and roll business in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah, that's how you get cooked around by fucking of course glam metal, be. hair metal rock stars. You know, like, could just be my, my, my sole interaction. He was really nice to me. What did I do different? I don't fucking know. Talk to him with respect, I guess. Yeah. Probably. Oh, Chris, I didn't want to tell you this. Uh, I wasn't going to tell you this, especially on air. But uh, I went to the doctor today. Okay. Uh, It turns out, yes, sex addiction is a real thing. Oh, well, you know, he, uh, he prescribed Viagra though. He said it would help. I don't know. <laughs> That's a different kind of sex addiction. <laughs> Badass guitar solo. tell you about the time i went to the doctor thinking i had cancer i don't think so all right stop me if you've heard the story so i was jerking off one day and um (laughs) well you saw a mole on like your leg no no uh uh i was doing the old two-handed the 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 cranking cup move like this oh i thought you're going like two hands like action your dick's like wow (laughs) You're you're packing heat then, kid. Not this time. (laughs) Sometimes I'd go like this. What, are you stacking like Django? Yeah. Easy there. It looks like a fucking How many hands? How many times I can do this? (laughs) If you you can do this more than five times, then uh, you're a real man. Yeah, Uh, and you're probably going to pass over from the (laughs) (laughs) But no, so I felt what I thought was a lump on my testicles. Well, not what I thought was, was a lump on my testicles and, uh, it freaked me out. So I needed a second opinion. So I called my wife in and she comes in there. And I was like, here, put your hand on my balls for a second. She was like, no, I don't want to do it. Cause she was never up for anything sexual. That's why our marriage didn't work yet. Oh, so I was like, no, come over here and grab my fucking nuts. And she was like, no, hashtag canceled. And, I- <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, no, for real. Put your hand on my nuts. So she put her hand down there, and I kind of rubbed her hand around to where the lump was. I was like, do you feel that? And then she turned white as a ghost, and she goes, yes, I feel it. And I went, and then my heart stopped for a second. I went, shit. I'm getting chills just thinking about that moment, how scared I was. And uh, she's like, we'll go to the doctor tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, okay, because it was late at night at this point. Mm-hmm. so the next day we went to the doctor i was able to get because back then before covid you could still get doctor's appointments in a fucking yeah. reasonable time it wasn't over zoom i know so the doctor came in he looked at the boys he played with them for a minute uh, he kind of caressed them wait he <laughs> yeah <laughs> give him a little smooch <laughs> <laughs> 
Opie's wearing a mask. Did the old boing, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then he started fucking me. I couldn't believe it. No. Oh, my God. No, but for real. He comes in and he feels of it. And then he's like, well, the good news is you don't have cancer. And I was like, well, that implies that there's some fucking bad news. What's wrong with my nuts, Doc? Because this is pretty important to me here. And he's like, no, you don't have cancer. And you could tell he was searching for his words. And I was like, Doc, just give it to me straight. He goes, okay. You have, and then you can see him stop to think for a minute. And he goes, let's just say abnormally large testicles. <laughs> and what you're feeling that you're thinking is a lump is, he, he, he named it. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Some kind of tube that, uh, tube. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, do you have fallopian tubes? I don't think we do. No, I'm just maybe parts of the vagina now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what you have is a labia. um... (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a clitoris on top of your testicle. But no, so it turns out because the size of the testicle is so large that the the tubes and things on the inside of them are also abnormally large to compensate. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was feeling. And so I said, wait a minute, did you just say that the only problem I got is that I got big nuts? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. And then my ex-wife was in the room and goes, oh, God, he's going to brag about this forever from now on. If I, if I were you, I would have walked out of the waiting room there playing fucking big balls by ACDC on like a boombox. Oh, I was close. I was going, no I chance. So that's what you got <laughs> up against them. She too strong. Oh, <laughs> Doing the Vince McMahon walk. You'll go up against me and the product <laughs> of my saving. Oh. <laughs> one time he referred to his own son as the product of his saving. Uh, you know, I actually issued that uh, that that same uh, ultimatum to a guy in a wrestling match one time, and I came out with a towel. <laughs> <laughs> But granted, now that towel was stiff enough that it could stand up in the corner. So, you know. Well, you, <laughs> I'd rather be put through a table than that towel. <laughs> oh my god! Let's get back on track. Back to the song. You're almost done. I have got some real big balls. <laughs> Testicular overload. It's so much better live. Mm-hmm. Todd Kearns really fucking kills this song. I'm actually wow. into this now. I used to skip this every time. Oh, this is like one of my personal favorites from this uh, so the first slash solo boat in here. It's grown on me. Mm-hmm. Doctor Alibi by Slash, featuring Lemmy Kil- Kilmeister. Lemmy from Motorhead. Just say Lemmy from Motorhead, Dustin. Yeah, we'll just say Lemmy Motorhead Lemmy. All right, so uh, let's review the song of the day. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we uh, who's going first? Who's going? Um, if you want, I can go first. 
I don't keep up with it. Like, yeah, we always switch it up every week here. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll take dibs here on going first. This is like this is a very good song. It's kick ass. I mean, let me kills it. Slash, of course, kills it. Like great riff, great solo, everything. Um, it's it is very like punk rock esque and like the old sort of like the old ways of GNR and stuff where it's like that very fast paced, but you know keeps it throughout. Um, it's a it's a really good song. It's probably I would say one of. I'm trying to think. There's other good songs in there. I'd say this is like a top three song from that Slash and Friends solo album. Um, there's probably one or two that I think that are better, but this is fucking solid. Um, for me, it is one of my favorite Slash songs. Uh, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a perfect five out of five. I, I think Dustin muted himself. There. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I said, oh, shit. Perfect score. I wasn't expecting that. And then I was like, hang on. And I noticed there's a new feature on StreamYard where uh, we can play background music. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to test this out. All right. Uh, it says it's playing. I'm hearing it. Yeah. All right. Hey, this is uh, some pretty cool shit. Uh, yeah. Can, can we? Oh, we only have a handful of tracks. We can yeah. possibly. I was gonna use. say maybe we can lower it a bit. I can. There we Is go. that better? Yeah, that's better. Like nice in the background there. All right, there we go. We only have like a handful of tracks that lets us use. I don't know. This just doesn't. This doesn't feel rock and roll to me. Uh, a little bit. Let's see. Let's do this one. They take forever to load though. Come on. There we go. That's more rock and roll. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> can you even hear it? A little bit. You can hear it faintly. All right, there we go. Oh man, I remember this is from a movie I watched. Yeah, it's the scene where she's a nurse and. Uh, Were you yeah. just describing an episode of ER? I think it might have been called ER. <laughs> Definitely had an ER in the name. Yeah, this is Grey's Anatomy, season 16, where, I don't know, these like, two fucking o'clock. B-O-N-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Dr. Alibi for a second. Um, I did say a minute ago that this used to be one I would skip every time man turn that shit off it's distracting it is <laughs> uh, thank you for the new feature stream yard i like that you're trying i appreciate it um what was i saying anyway i said i used to skip this one all the time because I, I it used to be a skippable track for me and um never really cared for it and i don't remember at what point that changed but it did change over the the many many years of listening to this album um, I think probably seeing it live had a lot to do with that because Todd Kearns kills this song live. And I'm sorry, the album version is nothing compared. I'm sorry, Lemmy's dead. I hate that Lemmy's dead, but that doesn't change the fact that it's be- the song is better live. Yeah, it's done more faster live, I think. That's why. And, and maybe that's it because it does sound really different. The intro part sounds really different to me. Um. I don't know what is different, um, but it does sound different. And Todd Kearns kills it on the vocals when they do this live. 
And honestly, if I'm going to go see Slash and Miles Kennedy and they don't play this, it's, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Uh, I think it's a staple to their set list as, as it should be. And I think it should stay that way. Uh, I really enjoy that version. I could be a little more grateful or generous with, but for this version, I do not go seeking this out. If I'm going to listen to Dr. Alibi, I always try to get, I think it was made in Stoke. Yeah. Uh, one of the I've got a live version of it on my iPod that I always go to. With Todd There's Kern. so many. I think like it's pretty much on all, all those three live albums that Slash did. Me and Stoke, yeah. the one that live at the Roxy show from 2014, and the most recent, um, yeah. the Dream Live uh, CD DVD album thing. Well, if I'm gonna listen to it, that's the one I go to, mm-hmm. not the album version. Um, I'm not gonna hold that against the rating of the song because I'm rating the song in general i feel like so i'm still not going to give it five stars i'm going to give it three and a half all right for me but that's 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 not saying anything bad about it because i really like this song so and uh yeah until next time i'm dust the bones i'm chris caputo join us monday for some more shenanigans and goodness from boys here but until then Stay safe, stay healthy, and peace out.